Hey, this is fine. <laughs> hey. We've just been talking for 15 minutes now. Uh, I'm so glad we're going to start the show now. Uh, <laughs> hi. That's what, that's what we do. We don't have any follow-up this week, do we? Um, no, I don't even know what we talked about last week. What was that? I remember I was super jet-lagged. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's why I don't remember it. <laughs> don't remember anything. I was half asleep the whole show. <laughs> right, right. I don't know if... Uh, I mean, you also just came back talk. from traveling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Recording a bit later. Because, yeah. It's been crazy, man. The, the, the introvert in me is freaking out. <laughs> like, yep, that part of totally my brain that. is like, dude... Just go home and stay there. <laughs> like on your room for three weeks now because I need to balance things out. Um, but the thing is, uh, next week I'm going to Barcelona or Barcelona. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be fun. What are you doing <laughs> in Barcelona? Um, well, this time, I'm pretty excited to say this. This time I'm going uh, in like personal uh, time off, you know, not not. For work. Mm, um, nice. Yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> I don't know why that sounded like Bora to me. Ooh, nice! Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I think like you've done a lot better this year at taking vacations. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Well, it, I still don't consider this a vacation. I'm, I'm, I'm officially just taking one day off, um, <laughs> but I'm going... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to this uh, music festival in Barcelona. It's called Primavera Sound. Primavera means spring, by the way. Cool. And uh, their website, just uh, freeze uh, safari. <laughs> trying to look at the lineup. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I'm going with my uh, very dear best friend ever uh, and editor of this show. Um, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go to Barcelona and, uh, see this uh, music festival. Awesome. Uh, Who's I, headlining? I don't know the lineup. Okay. So the lineup is like 1 billion artists. I don't know, but I'm really excited, uh, because I'm going to finally, uh, be able to see Tycho live. Oh, nice. Tycho's going to be there. Um, I don't know who the headliners are. Let me see. Arcade Fire, wait, uh, yeah, Arcade Fire, uh, Bunny Bear, Frank Ocean, The XX. Frank Ocean? Holy shit. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, Solange, uh, I don't know if that's how you pronounce <gasps> that's it. That's cool. Oh Run God, the Jewels, awesome. Skepta. Um, trying to find the ones I know. Yeah, that's about it. That's exciting. Uh, Mark DeMarco. Oh, Mac DeMarco. <laughs> Magnetic Fields. Uh, cool. All right. <laughs> oh, the XX. They're also there. Cool. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's get so to anyway, the show. Uh, it's gonna be exciting. Uh, awesome. But that means that I'm. Oh, I, it's not enough time for me to to rest and get back right. to my normal schedule. So it'll just be um, more exhausted when you come back. Yes. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> so that's why I don't want to call it like a vacation. Right. But yes, this this year I'm better because I actually took a vacation this year. Um. That felt great. Anyway, uh, so all this to say that, um, oh, by the way, context, uh, I just realized people have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, last week, um, I went to uh, France, uh, Aix-en-Provence. <laughs> Sorry for that. Is that how you say it? <laughs> uh, Aix-en-Provence, yeah, sure. 
Uh, it's near Marseille. Marseille? Marseille? Mm-hmm. Marseille? Um, sure. And uh, <laughs> it was a very, very conference called... Um, very, very conference. Yes. A very nice conference called Sudweb. And um, everyone was so great and welcoming. And, and I, I had a lovely time. So I, I was a speaker there. And it was great. But that means that um, I got back uh, Sunday really late. And it was like, oh, I'm so tired. I really need to rest. And I went to sleep. And then I woke up. It's Monday. <laughs> Get Yay. started. Get ready for Monday. What did you talk about? I talked about um, the name of my talk. Uh, I named my talk, uh, How Being a Developer Makes Me a Better Designer. And it's, yeah, talking about how we're a bunch of people just uh, doing stuff. And you're not, your, your job is not to write JavaScript. Your job is to write an app or a website or whatever. It's like it's creating craft experiences and all a bunch of people just doing this together. And it's kind of silly that, um, that we're like separated in job titles and roles and whatever. And that if you want to... So would you say that everyone should be called a developer? Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay laid out a trap for you uh-huh. Bryn. Uh, yeah no that's not it it's, it's basically like um if you don't know what you're talking about if you don't know how stuff works how do you expect to be good at designing for it does that make sense cool yeah that makes a lot yeah. of sense anyway uh that, that's that was me uh it was cool and uh part of it was designing components hey um Ooh. Which uh, brings me to one thing that I actually like. It's like an open challenge, um, aka I have no idea how to do this and I need help. Um, <laughs> but it's a challenge for our listeners. <laughs> um, so I want to know if this is possible in Sketch using the new constraints and stuff. We we can talk about the constraints in a little bit. Um, imagine this: you have your uh, profile picture and the label, so an oval shape and a text label, right? Side mm-hmm. by side. Mm-hmm. The text, the, the profile picture is on the left, labels on the right. That is a symbol. Mm-hmm. You know how when on a symbol you can uh, select, like if you have an icon or another symbol, you can select which symbol, and then one of the, the options is like none. Yeah. And when I say none, I don't mean like the religious um, <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> so what I want is, is like having this, like an icon and a label, and I want to be able to say, all right, for this, there is no icon. And then the label is just going to float to the left, to the top left. Right? Does that make sense? Right. That's all I yeah. want. It doesn't, it doesn't Yeah, that's sound impossible. Hard. Oh, you can do it the other way around. So How that, come? like, if you have text, you can have a symbol or, like, an object on the other side of it and have that kind of move according yes, to the Yes, on the, the right, it's fine. On the left is yeah. messed up. Yeah, I, I even, tried that too. That's impossible. I even tried to do, like... I'm going to create two symbols. One of them is called label. The other one is called label and icon, whatever. Right? So there are two mm-hmm. different symbols. And then I'm nesting those symbols. So like on a button, for example, um, you want a button. Some of them might have an icon and some of them don't. So you can do on the inspector, select, all right, for this icon, the symbol inside it, it's selected like label. And I want to click there and change it to label with icon. For some reason... That is not an option. That it doesn't even appear in the drop down. I still Wait, don't know why not? what the criteria is. It needs is. to be the same size. <gasps> okay. You might have just solved it. Yeah, yeah. I think I just solved it for you. <laughs> okay, let's try this. Uh, I'm trying to try live, this. dude. Because I had okay. a sketch file here open and ready let's to go. This. 
Okay. <gasps> Can I swear on this episode? On this <laughs> show? <laughs> we'll allow it for that, this that one. That did it. That did it. Boom. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I won the prize. Yes. All right. What well, do I win? Um. Uh. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, just kidding. Well, uh, so actually, this is news to you, but um, there will be a contest for this show. We will announce it later on in the episode. Okay, I'm curious. I'm super glad that All my right. co-host decided to inform me of the stuff that's going to happen on the show. <laughs> cool <laughs> just you know trying to keep it fun and cool. exciting all right, for everyone. all right all right all right um so yeah there, there will be a contest um so stay tuned okay okay all right all right anyways speaking of sketch um we haven't talked about the sketch 43 update we haven't mm-hmm. so um yeah i thought it might be interesting to talk about it um because there's a bunch of changes that have happened in it um a lot of people were really mad about it, so I was, I was just curious. Why? Interesting. Uh, why were people mad? Um, okay, well, let me run down the updates, which I don't know if I'll do a good job at. But, I'm sure you will. Um, <laughs> one of the main updates uh, in this version is that it did away with um, the, like, pin to corner, um, like, mm-hmm. what was it, like, resize or whatever. Like, there was a drop down. It was ba- effectively creating constraints for you, but I was kind of like abstracting the whole thing behind uh, overly simplified uh, concepts, I would <laughs> say. Um, and what they replace it with is something that's much more straightforward, which is just simple constraints, the same way that uh, Xcode and a lot of other tools like Figma um, have had for a while. Um, so you can basically decide to pin to whatever side that you want um, and then either fix the width or fix the height of your elements. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we can talk about that later. Um, they also made a bunch of changes to the artboards, added um, icons uh, next to the, the artboards, and also added uh, a landscape option. Mm-hmm. And so now what's great about this is that it's super easy to switch the artboard for what you're, um, you're working on. So basically, if you want it working at a iPhone 7 size and you want to see what it would be like for a 7 Plus, you just uh, click the drop down and then choose the other device and it automatically updates to the new size. Hmm. Um, did I miss anything? I, that's like the, the big ones, right? Um, yeah, that's there's right. obviously a bunch of minor changes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, that, yeah, that's so, a good one. Uh, I feel like people haven't mentioned it enough. Uh, you know when you open a sketch file and it says like, oh, these fonts are missing. <laughs> and you kind of have yeah. to uh, open them anyway. Well, now you can like replace the missing fonts like with, with the file if you want. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So the, the reason people are, people are all mad <laughs> is... Um, Basically, as soon as Sketch comes out with an update, I mean, everyone's super excited about seeing what's new in Sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone just like immediately clicks the update button. And for people who have like 100 plugins, um, <laughs> the plugin support doesn't tend to work quite well every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened is a bunch of people updated and then all their plugins broke. 
they were mad. Um, and then a day later, all the different plugins updated. Uh, and now they all support the new version of Sketch. So, yeah, that seems like it's kind of a bummer, right? Like, it, it's really disrupting your flow as a designer. Yeah, but I can't really blame Sketch, right? I mean, you could say, well, if they just stop changing stuff, but that's not really what you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, <laughs> it seems like a lot of these people, <laughs> sorry to be using these people, uh, <laughs> but it seems like a lot of these people, um, like what they want is software made by Adobe, basically. Mm. <laughs> they want this giant monolithic app that doesn't change that quickly and that sticks with old paradigms for way longer than it should mm -hmm. uh, and just becomes bloated. Just stop um, changing stuff, man. But Right, like because if you walk down kind of that, that argument, that seems like where they are going. Uh, and I think... Obviously, like that's not acceptable for for a sketch to to be going down that path. Mm. But um, there is something to be said about like, could they like give a heads up to the the app developers or provide them with a way to have an update that is going to be ready to roll out when the new version comes out? Because uh, it's not like these changes just like appear out of nowhere the day they press a button to release the app. It like they have the beta. Which a lot of people are using. So, so two things there. Uh, yeah. First, they do have time. You know, Sketch is in beta and it's public beta. Like, it's not a surprise to anyone. It shouldn't uh, be. Um, so I, I feel like uh, plugin developers they do have some time to test it and kind of like I, I know the Sketch team is very open and they work very closely to to, to plugin developers. Um, so that's one. Um, two. I know that Sketch uh, is going to ship very soon a way for you to update plugins directly from Sketch so you don't have to use Sketch Toolbox or, or the, forget, uh, there's a million of them right now. Um, so for example, a very uh, popular Sketch plugin, uh, Craft from Indivision Labs. Um, if you had Craft installed and you updated to Sketch 44, uh, your inspector would just disappear <laughs> when you open it. And you had to like show and hide the inspector, enter full screen mode or whatever. Uh, but if you just updated Craft, the plugin, that would fix it. So it was like a, some incompatibility with a Scratch plugin. Um, if they had, I mean, when they have that functionality to update plugins directly from Sketch, you could say, well, on a new install or whatever, every time you open Sketch, check for new updates, have a little boxing, okay, update plugins. Um, and even even I, like, I don't know if you saw, I tweeted, hey, all my uh, symbols resized to the default size. And that was super scary because I have one huge uh, file. And I was like, this sucks. And I had to revert back. Right. Um, how did you revert back, uh, Rafa? Uh, thanks for asking. I used abstract. And I was like, yay, abstract, save the day. Guess what? That bug was <laughs> because of abstract. <laughs> oh the irony um but still it still saved me but yeah so, i love how abstract could just like introduce bugs like this <laughs> right. to make you like it more oh man that's genius and so easy it's like that's a nice nice sketch file would be a shame if something happened to it <laughs> oh man ah that's good that's good so so yeah with those i mean those two things i i feel like 
there's not much that Sketch can do. And, and you know, as Sketch is going to mature, uh, I'm assuming that, you know, major changes are going to be, like, coming sprung to us on a regular basis. I mean, they just, like, a couple of months ago, released a completely new file format, right? Um, yeah. Which is a positive thing, and it messed up a lot of plugins, but, like, it, it's it's weird to call Sketch, like, new and young but it still is right especially when you compare it to photoshop which is like old. oh yeah for sure um so yeah i I, I don't know it's like you can't have both right you want new stuff and sketch to be better but you don't want it to change oh yeah paradox (laughs) so what do you think about the new resizing ui uh i i think that it's a very good improvement it's not there yet like you know that it's like it's good i like it actually it made me go back and refactor a lot of symbols that's actually what i've been doing for the past uh day and something day and a half two days um and i think they're really good it, it's still it's not super obvious right there's like some hacks that you have to come up with like put stuff inside this group in the group itself have some different constraints to whatever whatever it's like it's hard man it's hard like yeah um it's not like super straightforward it's like uh, you have to think you you know because it it is just what you have is like you can pin to one of the four corners uh, well not corners uh, sides um and you can select fixed width and fixed height that's it and of course you can't pin like up and down and then select fixed height because that's that doesn't make sense um so it's just this right and that means that they offer a lot of um power what you can accomplish with this but it also means that you kind of have to really think like it's hard it's like it's like (laughs) a puzzle every time like hmm what does it mean uh especially when you want to do more complex uh things but yeah, it's totally like it's way better than the um, float in space uh, resize or stretch. I never really <laughs> understood the stretch and the resize. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, I think I feel like it's a good step in the right. Yeah, direction, I'm not sure if this but... new UI actually enables you to do more things, but at the very least, it makes me feel more confident about the actions that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. So like whenever I I select like once you get the hang of it, that which happens pretty quickly. It's actually like fun to do <laughs> to like add the right constraints to your things. Um, so yeah, I give this whole update a thumbs up. I think great, great work and great update. Yeah, there's still some uh, black magic going on there, right? Like, like if you create an artboard and you put a square someplace random inside it, you add no constraints. Uh, what happens when you resize the artboard? <laughs> um that is a very good question i feel like you should put constraints if you plan on resizing it though mm-hmm. but what happens if you don't <laughs> no good things will happen right. so it won't it won't do anything it will just keep it in the coordinate um except if you select because this is a new option on the artboard itself you can there's a little checkbox that says adjust content on resize so if you select yeah. that, it's going to just like stretch the, what did I say? Square, rectangle, the element inside <laughs> um, <laughs> to keep the same proportion, like the percentage wise. It's so weird. I, I don't know. And I haven't checked any like okay. constraint rule, whatever. And it still has like 
some behaviors. It's like, huh. I, yeah, it's like try and error still. There's a lot of times I'm like, oh, this didn't work. What about uh, now? Uh, no. <laughs> what about uh, now? You know? When I saw adjust content on resize, I thought this was my dream <laughs> option that I've been asking for such a long oh, time, the, which is the scale. don't try to resize the different objects or like reflow them. Just scale everything down proportionally. But no, that's not it. <laughs> so yeah. What do you want? Um, okay, uh, before we go, um, we have a sponsor. So what? We do. We do have a sponsor. Uh, finally, the sponsor gods um, <laughs> reached out. Uh, and it is Shopify. So do you want to tell us about this? Sure. Yeah. Um, so in case you didn't know already, uh, I work at Shopify. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think for us, it was really important to sort of talk about kind of the work that we're doing. So this is why we decided to sponsor the show. Um, so let me kind of give you a few information about Shopify. Um, so we have a growing team of over 180 designers um, that are spread across five offices, uh, Ottawa, Toronto, Waterloo, Montreal, and San Francisco. Um, we just re released our design system uh, called Polaris, which allows our partners and third-party developers to build out apps that integrate directly into the Shopify interface. Um, so basically that gives all these developers tools to be able to create great UI. Um, so um, basically people on our team really need a lot of systems thinking and thinking about how um, to create complex um, design patterns that will evolve and solve a lot of different use cases. Um, it, and what's cool about it is that it, it is public. You can visit it. Um, so if you type uh, Shopify Polaris, uh, on Google, you'll be able to find our style guide. Uh, and it's super well documented. Uh, and it kind of gives you a peek into our design thinking. Um, so one of the things you'll find is a big focus on accessibility um, and how that impacts our users and how we think about it at Shopify. Um, so highly recommend that. Also like lots of great sections about content strategy um, and, and even more. Um, so um, with like these 180 designers, um, we're all working on building out uh, various products for uh, over 400,000 merchants, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Like the kind of impact they can have here is, is really incredible. Um, so you can check out more details about our design process and the UX team on Twitter, Instagram, and medium by searching uh, for at Shopify UX. Uh, that's the handle that we use on all these platforms. Um, and obviously uh, we're hiring designers, content strategists, researchers, and UX leads. Uh, we care a lot about diversity of thought. Um, and so we really welcome people from all backgrounds to apply. Um, so you can just check out um, the, the job postings at shopify.com slash careers, uh, and you get all the information that you need there. Uh, if you have any questions, um, or anything that, um, you want to know, uh, you can message me directly also, uh, and I will happily answer all of your questions. 
So yeah, that's it. Thanks to Shopify for sponsoring Layout. Thanks so much, and by the way, dude, did you know that I applied uh, Shopify? Uh, uh, while back, actually, I quite some times actually, and really, I really think, it, yeah, you guys have one of the best design teams. Uh, Damn, around, thanks, uh, in my opinion. So, <laughs> yeah, heck, we do. Um, no, but, but, but really, and and by the way, the the whole uh, process. So I didn't really get all the way through. I then some other stuff uh, got in the middle and I had to like abort uh, but uh, all the the, the, the interview the cr- recruiting process was top notch quality so if you're looking for a new gig uh, try Shopify boom cool um, do you want to talk about uh, Apple new campus or uh, things three uh, first uh, let's talk about things three first. Let's talk about some things uh, that <laughs> happened. Uh, so last week was it? It was pretty soon. I wasn't friends, so yeah, it, it was be, last like, week, uh, Friday, Thursday. Anyway, uh, things the very uh, famous productivity app, both in the Mac iOS all the s's um but it started on the mac uh they they came up with a new uh, version a uh, version three and it looks pretty dope <laughs> it it really does you were a things <laughs> this is so such a weird name you were a things uh user right yeah yeah um for the longest I, time. I have to admit though that my usage has been like kind of going down in mm-hmm. the last few months uh slash years because <laughs> the old version has been the same for years um months 44 months <laughs> something like that um but yeah i was still using things uh for a few things uh <laughs> it's gonna be hard it's gonna be a tough show. i yeah i was <laughs> super excited for for this announcement um and the reason why is i feel I don't know why, but I somehow associate things with like really carefully crafted apps for iOS and Mac. And it seems like we're not seeing a lot of these anymore. Um, and they're kind of one of the few holdouts that are like still like putting out really great, thoughtful design into their apps and in a way that is like very... Uh, native to the platforms that they're into so no electron uh so yeah i was really excited about it um and then the announcement kind of leaked a bit beforehand uh which is kind of a a bummer for them but whatever um well is it it wasn't the same day but it was on the same day yeah right um so i think there was like some screw up with the youtube video and stuff like that which mm-hmm. came out a bit earlier. Someone hit and, public instead of uh, unlisted or something. Yeah, they they hired the same same person who was in charge in, of uh, Apple's Twitter account last year for, for the iPhone event. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, honestly, so Things Three is this complete redesign of all their apps that brings tons of new features. Um, and yeah, I've been using it ever since it came out. And holy shit, this is an amazing app. Like this is so well done. I uh, I love using it. 
Like that's and that's the one thing that I feel like things has over all the other ones, uh, all the other to do list managers for me is that I actually enjoy using things like it's not purely a functional relationship. It's like I I like being in things and do like managing my my things in there. Uh <laughs> So yeah, I think it's just it's absolutely fantastic. It uses animation really, really well. Um, brings a ton of new features. It's it has it brings like interesting new paradigms to iOS. Um, so I don't know if you if you bought the app, but um, one interesting pattern that they use is you know the like the Android um, how do they call it like uh, action button or something. Hmm. You know, like the little like floating icon. Yeah, yeah, like the the, the plus the circle yeah. in the yeah. So so they the use that, right. and often like when you just look at it, you might think that it works exactly like it does on Android, but it doesn't. Um, I mean, you can just tap it, and it creates a new a new to do. But the cool thing about it, it uses an advantage of the fact that iOS is a touch device. Um, so if you click and hold the plus icon and drag it, you can insert a task wherever you want. And so that actually becomes really useful because instead of adding a new task at the bottom, then tapping edit, then moving it, you can place it right where you want. Uh, and that combined with the new headings that you can make to kind of organize your lists, it makes for a super awesome editing interface on iOS that feels super productive um, and kind of uses the platform um, and what it's good for to kind of bring this extra kind of layer of productivity. Mm -hmm. um, another detail is um, instead of having kind of the standard iOS um, like list view and then when you tap on something, then you go to a second view, uh, what it does is when you tap on a to-do, it just expands right in place. So rather than losing your focus and going to another screen, you, you still remain in the context of what you're doing and you can see kind of what's happening around it. Um, so all these things are really smart. Like you can also pull down from anywhere and just have like a quick search that pops up on top of everything. Like it, I'm just really impressed by sort of all the different little touches. And it's, what's interesting to me is it, it like kind of breaks a lot of iOS patterns, but in a smart way. <laughs> this is basically the best way that I can that I can put it. Is that like usually that breaking iOS patterns is a bad idea. However, it seems like in this app, they it, for me my feeling when I see this is I kind of get a glimpse at the future of iOS. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's you see this very rarely these days um so i think honestly like even if you're not going to use this app i think it's worth a shot like worth downloading it just to play with the ui because it's really interesting uh and a really great app so uh i have played with it i have bought it uh in all the platforms <laughs> um okay context i was a heavy omnifocus user Mm -hmm. um well that's not fair uh calling a heavy user because when you have people like federico Vitici, you know <laughs> like okay i used a lot 
I used a little bit. Uh, I use OmniFocus, and I tried other apps. I tried things back in the day, uh, like really back in the day. And I tried going leaner and just doing reminders, and and then that was not quite enough. And then I was like, you know what? I'll use things. I um, well, not things. I'm sorry. I use uh, I'll use Clear because I just I don't need much. Let's try to minimize this and that that didn't make it um i also used todoist which is a pretty great app and if you know federico vitici that's his go-to app uh, for the to-do <laughs> app um and and they're great i know some of the team well i don't know them but they're in town <laughs> which is you know uh new for me because i'm in uh portugal uh portugal is this <laughs> tiny country um <laughs> anyway so like i've been i've been using a lot of to-do apps um and when this came out i was like yes this looks amazing uh it's very powerful it it, because i was using like omnifocus and i used it like not to its full potential but i use a lot of what it can offer but i always tried to do something more leaner and more simpler just like use reminders um things was like that perfect balance which is like you still have power you can do a lot of it but it's very simple and there's not much to it if you don't want to um so that was that really got me interested in it uh and it looks pretty amazing uh so um by the way the app is not free the app is kind of expensive um and it, and it's uh like a one-time uh you know purchase uh up front which is unusual nowadays right um so the app is uh 9.99 on um for i uh, well for iphone and watch it's uh 19.99 on the ipad and it's 49.99 on the mac the mac offers a free trial if you want to um so i went all in well not uh, i don't have an ipad so i bought the iphone and the mac version and i play with it and it's i feel, I feel like it really shines on ios and yeah. that's where i that's where i tried it first and i was like yes this is really great like you like you mentioned it it breaks some ios uh patterns in some very interesting ways and like you mentioned also the animations and overall typography like hierarchy it was really on point and i i was really into it um and there's like some nice details that are really cool there's also some nice details that (laughs) i really don't like and i feel like they overshot it like having a navigation inside the little modal thing um it's it's a bit too much and then you can kind of get lost in a bit i don't know i just it just feels weird in a way that i can't really explain so like if you click on a if you tap on on a on a on an entry and then you click on the calendar thing you see your calendar like today this evening the month whatever if you click on the little arrow, you have actually a very nice list of all like days in months, and you can scroll through it. And when you do scroll, it it uh, darkens everything, but uh, the names of the month. Anyway, it's a very interesting thing. It's kind of hard to <laughs> explain on an audio format. So mm-hmm. if you can try it, it's pretty cool. But then you have navigation, like you have a back button inside a modal thing floating in the main app. It's just it's just a bit weird for me. Um, but overall, it's really positive. I love it. I, I'm I'm really in love with this app. Um, but yeah, uh, and then I I opened it on a Mac. <laughs> Interestingly enough, something that 
at the time that I was trying this, uh, a thing that I was really trying to get into and up my my game is in a typography hierarchy, right? Just with different mm-hmm. type size and weights and color and all that create a very good balance and structure just with type. So that was like something that I was exploring and trying to be better at that. So because I was so exciting with this app uh, opening on the Mac, uh, you know, because I design on the web, it's like it's the, it's the more similar thing is the Mac app than an iOS app. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's the one mistake of, well, not mistake, that's one of the biggest flaws with things on the Mac is uh, you tweeted this and it was like, yes, that the just overall padding of different um, entries on the list, for example. Uh, but I feel like that thing applies to everywhere. They could just, you know, make the uh, type breathe a little bit. It just feels a bit odd on a Mac. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, and because on iOS, it's so innovative. Like just using depth in animations in a very clever and in new way. The because of that, the Mac app like feels a bit boring. <laughs> Actually, very boring. Um, so isn't yeah, that uh, like an interesting comment on the state of the Mac? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in I mean, I can't blame them, right? For Two things, maybe. Maybe one, uh, there's where, you know, iOS, that's where all the money is. And that's if you're going to have to focus. I don't know how big this team is, uh, Culture Code, but I'm assuming they're not that big of a team, right? Um, so if you're going to invest yeah, and, and work on something and you have to choose, I feel like iOS is going to be a priority. And um, also um, on the Mac, you know, it's just a smaller market. I know it's very, like, it's way more expensive than iOS, but. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I, I think, I mean, I, at least I hope that a lot of these little things will get fixed on a Mac. Um, mm-hmm. I still think it's like a perfectly valid client on the Mac, but it's just it is, not it is, but it, you know, as... It just, it just lost that, that yeah. the, the, the sparkle and the, the shininess and the newest, uh, like all of these are not words, I think. Um, yeah. all that delight that I just got on iOS and I was like yes and I was so happy to use um, they were not there on mm. uh, on the Mac and it's fair I mean it's, I still use it um, right. also something that is very uh, I, don't, I feel like people don't mention this enough I love how they incorporate uh, calendars um, calendar events on things hmm. I almost stopped using <laughs> like the calendar calendar like checking calendar so i can see right. like in the like so i, really I like, like the... that but i absolutely hate the way that they designed it oh yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm super okay with it it's like it's yeah it's there it's downplay it's, because you know this is not a calendar app. it really depends um, how many calendar <laughs> events okay you that's have. fair that's fair right now i have two <laughs> right because i have like eight per day basically and it oh, gets okay. really okay. overwhelming it's basically yeah, I like totally a, see that. a dump of plain text, basically. But, but anyway, so, but do you are those all the same calendar? Uh, I don't know because you can you know you can filter. Yeah, I mean most of them they're just my calendar. Like I just have a lot of events. Every basically like my entire day is a calendar event. It is like calendar events. That's fair. Yep, so I can totally it's, see that. So it's just like it do, doesn't do work quite want, well for me. Are you considering just? 
disabling calendar uh, yeah i disabled it yeah okay okay i wish yeah, i that, didn't have to because i like this idea i just think mm-hmm. the implementation of it is a bit poor right now okay no that's totally fair yeah i i don't have like i, I feel like four meetings or calendar events yeah like, i think that's probably my max yeah. okay and it's yeah, probably not optimized for someone who has that ma- has many calendar events as i have mm-hmm. but i think they could do a bit better there um but totally still fair. i think like it's kind of a minor complaint <laughs> but yeah so i love everything about this and it feels like a nap from another era on ios you know what i mean like everywhere it just seems like it's like it's charging quote-unquote a lot of money uh like which is actually like the proper amount of money that software should cost um it's it cares a lot about being platform native like it supports all of the like ios and ipad and apple watch features like it's it just like is a like apple app you know what i mean like it's, it seems like yeah. a, an app that would win an Apple Design Award. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. Um, it's San Francisco everywhere, right? Yep. Like I, I was pretty sure that it was, but then on the Heather and the Hero thing, the all new that that's not. So maybe the logo isn't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> minor thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think it's really curious that they release this now, only a couple of weeks away from WWDC, in where it's uh, highly rumored that they're gonna show off uh slightly redesigned iOS 11. You know? Yeah, I mean it's, I'm uh, gonna give you a little hint, but I don't think Culture Code is great at timing. <laughs> uh, but, maybe not. Huh? Maybe not. Uh, this is ju- it's just like a Vesper with iOS seven. Yeah, uh, they're um, not that far off. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I f- I, f- I feel like it's a risk if, for some chance, iOS eleven actually is kind of similar to this thing to to things design. Man, this name is so hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then if they you know hit the jackpot with that uh they're gonna be like oh you're visionaries um <laughs> you know um so yeah um, i mean i wouldn't expect something that is super drastic like the transition from ios 6 to ios 7 mm-hmm. um so <laughs> they're probably gonna be fine like just adapting this to whatever the new thing is mm-hmm. <laughs> thing uh but um <laughs> Yeah, I think I also think that it's kind of a, a not a super wise idea to ship an app so close to WWDC, um, which is very likely to change a lot of things. And on top of that, like if their app used standard UI, like mm-hmm. I would give it a pass because it's like, oh, well, this is all going to get the new stuff automatically for free when when it gets updated. But this is all oh. custom UI. Right. So, yeah. I mean, this is this is a risk that they have to take, and and we'll see if it was worth it. Hey, uh, everyone just bought it, bought the app, so <laughs> I guess it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you stop using it because it looks awful, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's fair. Um, um, no, but Things maintains their apps for an incredibly long time, so mm-hmm. 
I am totally not worried. Like this is gonna get constant updates, which may happen later than you wish they would, but <laughs> it will receive updates over time and get better. So totally not worried about that. I mean, this whole thing kind of uh, segues into uh, what Apple is gonna announce at WWDC, right? Like, I was just gonna say that. Um, just talking about that that iOS 11 redesign, which, uh, by the way, I feel like no one mentioned this, but is a macOS refresh design thing also in the works? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. When iOS 7 came out, it was not only until Yosemite, which I feel like came out one or two years later, right? Mm -hmm. That the Mac got a design refresh. Anyway, I feel like it's uh, Apple is not really like introducing completely new design styles like ios 7 was what like flat that's cool and flat design was already like at the time already like a thing pretty very much a thing um actually apple like with ios 6 was already like super outdated it looked old with the new with all like windows uh, metro style and i think yeah did the material design came before ios 7 i don't remember but i I think it came after Okay, hmm. all right, uh, but 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 still, like, I feel like the only thing that it really brought uh, that was kind of new was the blur, which then trickled down to everywhere, really. Um, so all this to say that Apple isn't really like showing off something completely new. Um, it's usually just following wh- whatever trend is, but and then executing it very well and and a bit more conservative. Um, so. With that in mind, I mean, that's the way I feel like Apple operates. Um, I would say that it's pretty safe to assume that whatever they're going to do with iOS is just going to involve a lot. It's just going to have a lot more depth, shadows, um, bounciness. (laughs) I feel like that's right. They're kind of already showing it with with, uh, music and um, news and all that. Like, you know, it's, it's... I don't Apple think I would bet on music. shadows a lot because mm, they they use it here and there very sparingly, but I don't think that is going to be a big part of their their update. But so basically, like, or we have to go on right now is like two words from a Mark Gurman story that like <laughs> iOS will have a refreshed user interface, which could mean anything, right? Mm-hmm. But if i have to think about what my they might do i have like a few areas that i would could see as like area for improvement so okay one consistency i brought this up in our episode last year on wwdc i think ios 10 is the most inconsistent version of ios so far mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. like some a mix between the new style a mix between old style um I think with iOS 11, they're probably going to try to bring it all closer together to have like a coherent, consistent system. Mm. Um, I can see that. I think also you're seeing a lot on Apple.com, like a lot of the use for bolder fonts um, mm-hmm. and like like thicker weights, like bigger sizes. Um, which are actually similar to what you see in the music app. Uh, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised to see like thin icons go away. Um, Please. So like basically, again, aligning on the 
the music app. Um, then, then the next thing is the iPhone 8 is rumored uh, to have two things. One, the OLED screen, which is uh, uh, famous for <clears throat> basically being able to render blacks really well because the, the lights are just off. There's no backlight behind the entire screen with OLED. Um, so OLED screens are great at rendering interfaces that have a lot of black and are very power efficient for when you render white stuff on black because um, it actually takes a lot of power to render the screen to be entirely white. So I could see them trying to make moves towards darker interfaces. I don't think they're going to go dark mode across the board. I would like them to, I think, but I, it just seems like there's, it's not quite ready yet. Um, and there's a lot of downsides to having dark UIs. Uh, dark UI is so hard. Yeah, it's well, so hard. it's hard to design, but it's also, um, it doesn't work super well when you're in the sun, for example, because then you get a ton of reflections. Um, I think for, for that reason, like, they're probably not going to go full all the way to the dark side, basically. Okay. <laughs> they might go halfway <laughs> to the dark side, but not entirely. Um, and then the next, thing, the next thing is the, like, home button situation on the iPhone. Yeah, what's up with that, dude? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I kind of feel like the most pragmatic way is to just copy Android. And do it in like a slightly, slightly improved way. Hmm. But it, so yeah. When you, when you say that, when you, when you say copying Android, you're talking about the Samsung new phone. Uh, uh oh, not even. I was just talking about like classic Android, which has a black bar at the bottom of the screen with like home, back, and then uh, multitasking. Uh. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I wish that they would do that, but it just seems like, and th this is why, like, we are on the outside, right? Like, we don't know what yeah. Apple designers are thinking. Um, and obviously, like, they've, they've, like, prototyped everything under the sun. But from the outside, like, trying to think, like, how would they do this? Like, you need to have some sort of way to go back home that is always visible on the screen right and that and that, that's what i don't like about well not just that but one of the things that i don't like about that black bar on android is that it's almost always there mm -hmm. and when it's not it's not because they're changing it in it's just like you know full screen video or whatever like when you don't need the buttons or whatever yeah. then they they remove it but it's like you know when when Apple unveiled, unveiled the, the first iPhone and they told you like, hey, we don't need a keyboard because if the keyboard is software, it means it can change. We can do whatever we want, mm -hmm. right? If we need new keys, we just ship new keys. We don't, it's not physical. So it's like that with Android. Hey, if you took the, the, the ballsy choice of, I mean, I hate that word, the sexist. Um, if you took the, the, the big step of removing uh, physical buttons and introducing just software buttons, you know, use that. You got a new power. That means the buttons can change depending right. on the context. The buttons can, can whatever, use that. And Android never did. It's just like a black bar of the same three buttons <laughs> yeah. every time. So 
with with Apple, they don't even. I don't. I don't think they will have that. They they just need the one button because it you know it's just one button and you can tap it or double tap it or press and hold whatever. But I feel like that that's just a it's a simpler problem than what Android is trying is trying to do with with the black bar. So I would say they should just copy whatever Samsung is doing with their new phones, which is hey, um, there's no specific area or button on the screen. Just touch there where it would be touch the bottom of it and sometimes it changes uh the position have you heard that um but just oh do that. Yeah, yeah yeah i've seen that yeah. yeah so that it doesn't burn in the screen right 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 that's <laughs> just clever. clever um so yeah i mean yeah it sounds simple to me what, what i'm really bummed is moving the touch id to the back well, so there uh, are rumors that that's yeah, there's, not there's happening. Rumors. That like it, right. it might be the entire screen, which right. I think yeah, because I feel like moving it to the back would be such a step back in terms of usability hey. and user experience. <laughs> but it, yeah, step back. <laughs> it seems like I don't know if I don't know if I was at Apple. I feel like for me that would be like the plan C. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I try to do everything possible to not have to have that button not be on the back. Um, I guess it's not a button, right? It's just a sensor. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, for example, it doesn't even need to be a circle, right? It's just... But it's just weird. Like, if I, let's say I have my iPhone on the table, like I just press on it and then it unlocks. But then now, if it's sitting on the table, I have to, I have to like press the home button, then like put my mm-hmm. finger behind the phone. Like that seems. Seems awkward at best. I don't know. The reason why I'm thinking that they might do the bottom bar thing is that, um, well, one, you know how uh, when you do a deep link into another app, it puts like a back to whatever Mm -hmm. at the top, which Mm -hmm. like really doesn't work on large phones. Like it's just super weird to try to hit that, that spot. So what if that just appeared right next to the home button? Right at the bottom of the phone, like like Like, a. But it would be labeled. It wouldn't be always present. It was would only be there when it's actually useful. Like a touch bar UI. Yeah, and everything's dark, and because it's OLED screen, then they can have the black be really black, and just have like the little like shining kind of home button thing. I think that could possibly work. And the second reason why I think they might do that is that. In a lot of the, um, the, I mean, not drawings, but the, the mock-ups that people have of yeah, the what the new iPhone and renders, um, there's still the earpiece in the middle of phone, right? <laughs> so I think they're probably going to do top bar, at the, like black bar at the top, black bar at the bottom, and have kind of even fake bezels at the front. Yeah, all those renders. I feel like the the earpiece is the easiest to. I mean, just put it in on the top, and you know you can hear it. It's gonna be fine. Uh, the sensors that's uh, trickier. Yeah, so, the sensors they they don't work behind a screen. You know. Yeah, they have to have I, light shining directly on them. I mean, uh, there, so apparently that, uh, there are some patterns of of like how to put these sensors behind the screen, like even putting the camera behind the screen. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah that sounds, sounds just too good to be true. <laughs> but apparently yeah. there is some way to do it, but 
I just don't think that it's it's doable for this year. Anyway, uh, but basically what we've been talking about is all iPhone rumors. There's no right. iOS rumors this year. Yeah, I mean, software rumors are always harder to leak, right? Um I guess. I mean, last year we we knew a ton about the the music app redesign, how it would like put focus on the artwork and be like black and white mostly and all that which turned out to be true um also <laughs> what yeah that's, that's funny uh, and also i guess uh, apple it's like leaks from apple is because someone that is not from apple uh got in touch like with with whatever right like we, we got the hardware leaks because <coughs> excuse me because uh, someone on the factory just you know see the parts and they're like Hey, journalist, uh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> and takes a picture or whatever. Like, Apple can't control that. And with this software, it's really hard. But I feel like with music, it's probably like they just showed whatever to the music labels or whatever. Hey, this is the new look we're going for. <laughs> so, Jimmy Iovine, just like, hey, right, look at just that. Like, flaunting his new, uh, you know, beta of music app. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On his iPhone without antenna lines. <laughs> Do you remember that? uh wait no <laughs> she had an iphone um 6s um with the new antenna design interesting on on like a picture of them they see it's like wait wait a minute there's no antennas <laughs> on on this phone what's happening and yep <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what happened there but um yeah that guy just seems like a real loose cannon <laughs> <laughs> um but um do you remember the year of um like the new i think was it ios 9 with like the new proactive um uh, spotlight thing uh that had the updated maps app that had like all these things i don't remember that leak i don't remember which I'm, I'm version really bad with leaks. like a couple years ago, Mac Ger- uh, Mac- Mark German had like <laughs> a, a, a <laughs> yeah, had a blog post with like, okay, here's in detail everything you're gonna see at WWDC, and it was super accurate. Like, it was pretty scary how accurate he was. Um, and same with the uh. iOS seven. Like, he had this the mockups of exactly how it looked like. Nobody believed him, but. <laughs> he had the exact right uh sketches of everything so yeah i don't know it seems like whatever apple has been doing this year um to double down on secrecy has been working because we haven't heard yes. anything and even the iphone and, and, i mean and, and tons of rumors but no leaks all yet. Of these rumors the stronger rumor right now is you know all of the iphone leaks that's not going to be unveiled in WWDC. That's still not up for the right. September. Yeah. So, like, in, what is it, two weeks until WWDC? Two yeah. or three? Um, two weeks. Like, we, we have no idea. Like, uh, like you said, well, there are some iOS rumors, uh, but, I don't know, the Mac? Does, has anyone <laughs> mentioned that? I, and also oh, yeah, watchOS. I'm really excited about watchOS 4. Uh, yes. Yeah, me too. Just because, like, I really want to know what Apple's going to do because they, they, it feels like they're just like figuring stuff out they don't know. So, because it's still so new and it's like 
they still have no idea i feel it's still very plausible to see radical changes like you know this one single button physical button now does something else right like that type of changes uh like oh yeah glances that's not a thing anymore um that's the type of stuff that that really excites me like i'm really excited to see what we can do yeah so yeah <laughs> is that gonna happen i don't know yeah I, I'm, I don't excited. Know. I'm excited yeah i feel i feel like it's one of the first years where i'm like really excited about wwdc because i have no idea what's gonna happen and i mean i think there's still probably still time for people to spoil the the announcements but Please it'll don't. be really interesting to, to see what happens i'm excited i don't want to spoil it i don't want spoilers yeah i don't want to spoil it either but if the leaks come out i you bet i'll read them <laughs> yeah i can't help myself but please don't stop it oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay so let's talk about this uh new apple campus while we're at on the uh are, apple we, are we talking about dude is it's already an hour yeah we're talking about it okay let's talk about the campus <laughs> i haven't read this so you haven't done your homework uh but basically i mean not that it's like well a video just started playing okay uh so not that there is anything that is super new in that piece it's basically a a big piece uh by steven levy uh about the new campus now that it's getting closer to being done and they kind of he got like early access to see what the campus is like and kind of how they designed it and sat down with Johnny Ive to go through like the cafeteria and like the different materials and stuff like that. Um, so, but I thought this whole interest that article was fascinating um, because it's, it's really interesting how Apple like really thinks about um, this new campus as a product. Like they've been mm-hmm. trying to emphasize that a lot in the article. Like, oh, this is like we put as much attention on on this thing than we do for the iPhone. Um, and uh, basically their, their approach is also kind of interesting because um, like the traditional way of designing offices is completely not how Apple did it, <laughs> basically. Um, because this project got kicked off a long time ago. Like Steve Jobs was still alive, right? That was a long, That was a while ago, um, mm-hmm. and it's still not complete yet. Um, but the thing is, like Apple is such a different company today than it was when it started off this this project. That, like, it's kind of weird how how much like everything has been designed and figured out for like the specific use case of how Apple was like, what was it like five years ago or maybe more? I don't remember. Six, I think. Yeah. Six years ago. And it's, it's really not a flexible building. (laughs) So it kind of shows like a weird, um, a weird thing that with Apple, which is like, they're going to really sweat the details and put a lot of effort into something. But they they basically got one shot. Like, they need to get everything right and for a long time because they're not going to build a new, op- a new fancy office space, like, next year. 
And so when you contrast that with Google, which has like a much more kind of open concept, which is like basically a, a grouping of buildings that kind of come together and like you can move them around and like they can change shapes as like different teams have different needs and stuff like that. Like that's not how Apple does it. Like Apple has the ring and this is the, the ring that you get. And there's different types of rooms inside of it, which is great. Um, but it is this fixed kind of location and like fixed concept and idea. So yeah, it was just like interesting to me how like they kind of approach this. Um, and they, they talk a lot about like kind of that singular vision and like executing on this thing in a like perfect way. And they like put so much attention into every single little thing. Even the doorknob is like custom, like Johnny Ive design, like doorknob. And, um, they talk a lot about how like they didn't want to have like any stuff exposed to it and everything. And one moment in an interview, um, they talk about how uh, at a certain point they, they got scared that the budget was like just expanding way too quickly for the parking uh, for, yeah, for, well, for the whole project. But basically what they decided to do is compromise on the parking. And basically they have a bunch of parkings that are outside, like next to their like amazing looking like fancy spaceship. And then they have this outside parking. Like right next to it, and so they didn't. They're gonna do like a you know a underground. They, they have an thing. underground parking, but the majority. So it was supposed to be. I don't remember. Like I think it's some somewhere around like six thousand parking spots, uh, underground, and then three thousand outside. And basically, what happened now is they flipped the ratio. So they have more parking outside than they do underground. Do you know um, how many employees they're gonna have in the in that main campus? Um, or main I don't building, know. They probably say somewhere mm-hmm. in the article, but I don't remember right. off the top of my head. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah, a few Apple thousand not that for big sure. Of a company, huh? Hmm. Apple is not that big of a company, and actually, that's one of the things that well, it's not going to be everyone going to allow there, them. Though. Is that now they can grow a bit faster than they have before? Because before, you know. They just couldn't fit more people inside the, the building. Right. Yeah, maybe. But they, they also are going to need to ha- keep like other offices. It's not like they're moving everything from yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone from San Francisco to this new building, uh, well, which not, is not probably going to be an interesting challenge. Like, I wouldn't like to be the manager who's like, has to tell my team, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're not moving to the new building. Yeah. I think uh, they mentioned that in the article. Like uh, Steve Jobs was like laughing. When yeah, you realize that that was yeah the hardest thing about this, it's just deciding who gets to be in the new office and gets to be in the old one. Yeah, um, what? Yeah, I'm like I'm really excited about this. Like it's just because you know it's cool. Uh, I, I don't think I will ever work from there. And and again, it's like it's a thing for Apple employees. It's, it's not something that most people will be able to experience and and see. Um, but I just, I just think that that is cool. You know, the anecdote that we've seen in this article, the the pizza box, um, it's it's really fun. Especially, you know, if you're a, a fan of Apple's design and Apple products, it's so fun to see them tackle different problems, like the pizza box, and like yeah. you know, a building, like a doorknob, like you know, because you love Apple products and Apple design. It's just like, how would Apple design a desk? You know, or, or how would Apple design? <laughs> 
um, a lunchbox or whatever. So it's really fun. I, I the only thing that I it might like concern me or is that you know Apple tends to, especially with new products, they tend to like dismiss some things or like cut corners too sharp. Um, you know, like like the mouse, uh, the magic mouse that you have to flip it over to charge it and stuff like that. It's like, why? Because that way they can keep a perfect shape and form. And I'm not saying that it's a bad decision. I'm just saying that practicality sometimes is something that they decide to cut corners on. Mm. So I just wonder, and like you mentioned, this building is not something that they will be able to redo every couple of years and <laughs> ship a new, like Apple Campus 3G. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apple Campus S. Um, I just wonder if you know stuff like the magic mouse problems if if it's going to be like aggravating in a couple months years after people are working there every day um so yeah that's definitely a, a big question um mm-hmm. a few other interesting tidbits uh <laughs> they have um they they talk about in the article um Right. Okay. So the um, the author of the article <laughs> says this might be a stupid question, but why do you need four story glass doors? <laughs> and I raises an eyebrow. Says, well, depends how you define need, doesn't it? <laughs> I just love this this answer. Like <laughs> this is the answer I'm gonna give everyone from now on. <laughs> like, well. <laughs> Do we need this like really fancy animation? <laughs> Depends how you define need, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good one. I just love that. Uh, so yeah, I think in the best case scenario, um, like one thing that they mentioned in the article is that they it's not just about the space itself, but it's about what it says about like what Apple stands for. Um, so they the rich well i mean no but what what like their argument is that like we put so much attention into every single detail of this office mm-hmm. and like we should put this much attention on on everything that we do like even mm-hmm. for this doorknob like we spent years like figuring out what the right doorknob would be for this for this door or whatever and also isn't it this going to be i can only imagine uh but isn't this like going to be like super inspiring for everyone working there maybe it will like the novelty were wear off but it's like the day you move in is like holy moly where look where i am at right now like look at around um yeah you know the perfection the craftsmanship all around you it has to be super inspiring for you yeah for i think if you're an apple fan like this is this is gonna be amazing like i would love to visit mm-hmm. this sometime like it's like imagine like an apple designed like world basically like everything right. where everything is apple designed like that must be pretty awesome but <laughs> yeah i don't know we'll see another thing that's kind of that kind of stood out for me is that like apple's like culture of secrecy and the fact that their new space is all glass <laughs> everywhere <laughs> like i just don't know like how that's gonna work in real life 
if it's just gonna be like they're gonna turn off turn down the blinds like all around the circle <laughs> this is gonna be this white circle um i don't know we'll see i don't know but yeah i do know that we have to wrap this up this has been a long episode mm-hmm. <laughs> um so uh, before we go as usual uh do you have any recommendations dude i do yeah um we might also want to do our giveaway after that but oh or before dun, 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 dun. um okay so we'll do the giveaway after the recommendations okay okay the very Stay last tuned. thing okay um okay. so uh my recommendation this week is uh this podcast called pod save america so if you follow me on twitter uh i've been asking like what is the equivalent of something like the talk show or atp or something like that for political podcasts because obviously lots of crazy shit happening in uh, the world right now what Uh, What do you mean (laughs) yeah i don't know um so yeah i was looking for like a smart entertaining podcast um about that topic and so i had a bunch of recommendations from from a lot of people i listened to a lot of shows and at first i was like damn like pot save america is releasing more than one episode a week it's like this is gonna be too much for me like i don't think i can kind of keep that up but after listening to a few episodes i have to say i'm addicted like i it took me basically a week to go from okay, this is going to be too, too much to now I'm eagerly awaiting every episode to come out. So cool. Is it, do you think it's, um, is it easy to follow along? Like if you're not really into US politics, you know? Um, so I will put in the show notes a great episode to start with, okay. um, which is um, last week's episode. Um, and I think this is like a really great one. It was recorded in a lot in front of a live audience. Um, it talks about the whole like Comey situation and is absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's not going to do anything to like change the world for you to listen to this show. But if, if you're like me, it'll just like make you feel a bit better for the duration of the show, um, which is what I was looking for. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend it. It's it's really funny and really great. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. What about you? Cool. Uh, my recommendation is a game. Nerd. Uh, it's called <laughs> Farpoint. And it's a game for the PSVR. Um, here's the novel thing about it well i guess the interesting thing about it is uh, you buy it uh, with um, a hardware device which is like like a rifle shaped remote if that makes sense like a controller like a rifle shaped controller does that make sense i'm trying to paint a word picture it's like you know it's all futuristic futuristic and it goes with like the the uh, move controllers that you already use on the like it follows the same design pattern and style that for the PSVR. But anyway, so it's a shooter that you play with this kind of rifle in your hand. Does this make sense? Is this making sense? <laughs> oh yeah, I just I just googled it. Yeah, that gun looks hilarious. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so it's it's finally it's like a 
full-fledged VR game. You know, it's not a experience, um, you know, demo, technical demo, whatever. And it's not uh, like Resident Evil 7, uh, which was great, but it's like, it was not made for VR. It's like, it's a game that you can play in VR mode. Right. This was like the first real game made for VR. Um, and it's it's really interesting. And, and with a little uh, rifle thing, a weapon, um, the tracking is really, really good. Uh, and so it's really immersive. And, you know, it's a shooter. So if you just compare it to other shooters, it's like it's not as good or innovative or can, mm-hmm. can do as much. But, like... It, it solves some technical challenges for for the VR in some interesting ways. For example, like it's a game that you play standing, so you can move a little bit around the room. I mean, the PSVR is not very um, good with like room tracking, so but you have a little bit. Oh wait, a... so if you walk, does your character move? Yeah, yeah. Oh really? I didn't but, know. But uh... it's not you're not supposed to walk much, right? right. You're just like okay. dodging and, and right. walking around like in, in a very small space. Oh, but that's but, cool. For example, all the enemies attack you from the front because they don't want you to be like looking on your like be on mm. your back to the camera to the tracking device and all. So it's like it's weird if you're like you're looking at a stream or something, but when you're actually playing, it makes perfect sense, right? Because you don't want to be <laughs> all tangled in your cables and whatever, right. like. They want you to be stand like looking ahead. So all the like all the monsters and enemies they try to jump at you, and then if they miss or whatever, they'll just like go back, which doesn't really make much sense like in real life. But it, it was a very interesting like uh, mechanic for a VR game, which was interesting. So it's uh, it's pretty good. I've been playing it for uh, only played like for like two hours so far, but it's it's very entertaining. So if you have a VR, um, VR hasn't taken over the world yet but if you have a psvr this is a good next step so cool yeah this sounds i would i would play this game yeah you would it's fun this sounds fun fun. so um i uh what's up with that giveaway dude all right all right i'm really excited so um So a good friend of mine and coworker, um, Cynthia Savard, uh, recently wrote a book on, uh, the book is called Tragic Design. Uh, it's for O'Reilly. Um, she, she wrote it with, uh, Jonathan, uh, Chariot. I don't know how to, if you, that's how you pronounce it. Um, but it's, it's a really great book. Um, and it talks a lot about, uh, basically design that can kill um and and basically the the danger and the flip side of kind of the decisions that that we make every day and how it might impact people um i also go through things like dark patterns and um just like unethical design stuff like that uh it's a really great book uh and i want to give away a copy so um, that is pretty great. Can I? Can I <laughs> apply? No, you're not allowed. Okay, but cool. you can order it. <laughs> it's, it's available. Um, and on top of that, uh, what we'll do is um, we have a few copies here in the office, uh, and what we're gonna do is I'm gonna ask her to sign it. So it's gonna be a signed nice. copy. I'll also put in a note. Um, I know it's not 
as as fun to have something with a note by me in it but uh you'll you'll have uh, a note from from both of us she'll sign it uh and yeah you'll be able to read this book so what i want you to do uh is very simple just let us know on twitter uh why you like this book and how you think it might be useful in your your day-to-day i'll put in a link in the show notes um for you to see what the book is all about you can even read uh the first chapter and everything um for free and yeah go check it out uh and also because we've had a couple giveaways in the past if you're listening to this right now and you're like oh yeah that's cool but yeah no no i'll never win whatever uh don't do that uh like <laughs> believe me uh we don't we're, we're we don't have like a huge following and listener base it's just us, right? We're we're all we're a small group. Uh, we all uh, know each other and stuff. So, don't think that you know you don't have a chance. Believe me, you really do have a chance. Just just uh, send those tweets. Yeah, of all <laughs> things, like I think you actually do have a lot of chances here. Um, yeah, <laughs> of all the po- possible like, giveaways and contests you could participate in, this is this is the easiest one. So, do Very it. Very true. All right, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, long episode, kinda. Um, if you wanna follow along, uh, you can go to spectrum.chat/layout, and we have all the like episodes, stories there, and you can comment and all. Um, we just gave you uh, our recommendations. I would love to hear what your recommendations are. What are you? What are you listening, or uh, you know, watching or playing or reading uh, this week? We would love to get uh, new uh, things on our things. <laughs> I don't know if this works. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I don't feel like I've ever had so many shows to watch. It's been overwhelming. I'm trying to catch up with all before new seasons uh, come out, like House of Cards pretty soon. Um, so what are you watching? Uh, I just, I don't know. I want to know. So you can also follow us on Twitter and reach out there if you if you don't like uh, spectrums. <laughs> we are at Layout FM on the Twitters. Um, we also have a website. In the website, you have uh, links to you know email contacts and stuff if that's your thing uh, and you, you don't want a Twitter. Um, we are Layout.fm on the websites. And uh, that's it. I'll see you next week, dude. Cool. Bye. All right. Bye.